0: The reading is Romans 16 and can be found on page 1142 in the Red Bibles. We have Bibles in other languages and versions available at the back, and page numbers for those are on the screen. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Senchrii. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They risk their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend, Epinitus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachys. Greet Apelles, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow G. Greet those in the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermas, and the other brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philologus, Julia, Nereus and his sister, and Olympus, and all the Lord's people who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Timothy, my co worker, sends his greetings to you, as do Lucius, Jason, Sosipater, my fellow Jews. I, Tertius, who wrote down this letter, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy, sends you his greetings. Erastus, who is the city's director of public works, and our brother Quartus send you their greetings. Now, to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, The message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Very well read, Maria. Hope you enjoyed those names. It is a terrific um, uh, chapter of the Bible, um, and uh, we're going to look at it together. And what I want to do is um, I really want to land this um, series. Um, We've been looking through these chapters um, 12 to to 16 over some weeks, and I'd like to kind of bring it together um, here. Now, if you um, haven't been with us, I'll remind you of where we started in a moment. Um, we've, we've called the series Called to Community. We've looked at, in particular, um, these chapters uh, where uh, Paul um, urges, encourages, challenges uh, the church that he's writing to. And when we began the series, I, I gave this um, sketch outline, if you like, of the whole book of Romans. And just to remind you of it um, as we kind of bring things together, um, I described it as having four mountain peaks that as you go, This is a kind of shorthand that you can use to work your way around Romans. Um, there are four mountain peaks um, and there are, they, you see them because of the word therefore, which appears at, at, at particular moments. And having opened with his opening section explaining what the gospel is and how gospel is salvation for anyone who believes, um, Jew and Gentile... Um, there and are, There are points along the way where, at the start of chapter 5, as he, kind of, um, he then says, therefore, given all of that, um, we're now justified. It means we're made right with God, and he unpacks what that looks like. Um, and then he reaches chapter 8, and he says, therefore, given that we now know what God has done for us and that we're made right with him, it means, therefore, there is now no condemnation, um, and you can't be thrown out. Um, he says, to those who are in Christ Jesus. And then the, the final mountain peak, the next therefore, says, therefore, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Therefore, in light of everything else. Now, the, the, the way it works, in a sense, is that at that mountain peak, the fourth one, the first thing you do is look back and see where you've come from and see, as we were reminded at the start of the service, all that has been done for us, all the mercy that we've been shown, all that the Lord Jesus has done for us, Uh, in and through the gospel, what it means for us. You look back, enjoy that amazing view, and then, he says, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Now that plays out in a host of ways, but particularly through this um, past few weeks, we have focused on community. We focused on our church family life, what, how we relate to one another, how we receive one another, how we welcome one another, and um, how we consider one another, particularly church family life. We've looked outwards at times as well, um, but what we've been doing is trying to see and learn in light of everything that's been done, how then do we conduct ourselves? And it's been particularly important at this season in our church's life, um, in this phase of interregnum, it's been a good thing, I hope. Well, at least I, I, hope it's, it, I hope it's been as much fun for you guys to listen to as it has at least been for me to teach it. I've I had a lot of fun getting my head around this. Um, you can tell me afterwards whether that's true or not. But um, what I want to focus on then um, this uh, morning is the way to find family is service together. I kind of want to focus on that to bring this series to an end. It's been a theme that has run through the series. And this wonderful list of of names, um, expertly raised by Maria, um, highlights and gives us a window into the life of the early church and what it looked like and how they they, um, received, conducted um, uh, their lives together. And it reminds us that the way to find family, church family, church community, is service together of the Lord's. Uh, Two headings that we'll use, um, uh, and we'll take, um, we're going to sweep through this chapter, um, and I'll take it in two halves and two points. The first is throw yourself in, and the second is give yourself up. Okay, throw yourself in, Give yourself up. The first and throw yourself in. We'll look at and and particularly these names that take us through the first um, sixteen verses. I'm not going to read them all out again, um, uh, but um, them having been read well. But I do want to. I want to try and give you a sense of what is going on here um, and the nature of these names. So here is Paul writing. We know that it's not a church um, that he himself had yet uh, visited in that sense and, and knew in that way. But he clearly had lots of connections to the people who were there, whether through his own work and travels, through the relationships he'd forged. Sometimes I say that you know, the Christian world feels like it's quite a small world. Um, and particularly if you're married, as I am, to somebody from Northern Ireland, it feels even smaller. There's a sort of you know, a very small Christian world over there. But um, he obviously had these kind of connections. And you can, you can sort of um, put them together... And and as you read through them, you get a sense of of the differences that made up the church and the ministry that Paul was involved in, that there were Jews and Gentiles, uh, there were those who were high-born and those who were low-born in circumstances, and there were men and there were women. Let me just um, show you. There were um, Jews and Gentiles. So at various points, Paul talks about my fellow Jew, and you'll have, you'll have heard that phrase used. You can see it in verse uh, 11. It comes up later um, uh, towards, uh, towards the end. Um, uh, verse 21, he speaks about his fellow Jews. Um, there are those um, who were of his own background, and we know the church was this, as we've said, a mixture of Jews and Gentiles. Um, but the, the names um, which are markedly Roman um, in their nature um, speak of that Gentile nature as well. It was a mixed church, different ethnicities and backgrounds. It was a mixture of those who were highborn and lowborn, and there are some uh, research suggests there are some common slave names here from um, the Roman Church. Um, So Ampliatus in verse 8, Urbanus in verse uh, 9, verse 14, Hermes, uh, Philologus, um, and Julia were um, uh, often common slave names. So you've got those whose background is much lower. And then you've got some people, a couple of people of of probable distinction um, in here. The two households in verses 10 and 11. um, These are... um, Folk who were thought to be um, uh, have links to uh, the court of um, Herod the Great and possibly even Emperor Claudius. So the household of Aristobulus um, and the household of Narcissus. Those um, are thought to be those who had um, places of quite of, of distinction and influence. So you've got quite low-born and quite high-born. There's also over the uh, towards the end you'll notice the. Um, Erastus, in verse 23, is the city's director of public works, so you've got a a local government official, civil servant type, um, if that's a role that you know or have. Um, And so that range, whatever terms it might mean to you, you have both the surgeon and the hospital porter in the same church together. And there is a mixture of men and women here. There are 26 names. Um, nine of them are uh, women. It begins with Phoebe. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in uh, St. cre I'm trying to remember how Maria pronounced it. Um, I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been a benefactor of many people, including me. Um, here is a woman, a, a, a deacon, um, uh, described as a deacon having that role and probably uh, the person who brought the letter to Rome, um, a person of status and, and position and, and some wealth. She's a, a benefactor, um, a patron, if you like, to um, many people, uh, says uh, Paul here, including himself. Um, there are four of the women who are mentioned, um, and they are all described as having worked hard or very hard, um, So Mary, in verse 6, worked very hard for you. Um, Probably the twins, Tryphena and Tryphosa, the women who worked hard in the Lord. Um, uh, Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord, verse 12. Um, A term which is only used of those women uh, listed here, um, and not of the men. And so here is a picture of a diverse church, genuinely multi-ethnic, uh, genuinely diverse in the nature of those who are there and the social circumstances that they have, and with a genuine shared leadership between men and women. So this is the picture of the church that you get. And it's, it's remarkable, isn't it? If you think for a moment, if you're in your mind's eye, you think of Paul as a kind of... Um, Sarah used these words in the, uh, in the first service this morning, as a sort of one-man band who kind of did his own thing... It's quite a different picture when you read and you look at the relationships that he had, the names of those he remembered, worked with, worked alongside. It's, it's much broader a picture of the kind of ministry that he had. Now he describes, another way to kind of work through this list is to describe um, what is involved um, and, and what he uh, found others did with him and for him. And I put this list together the different things that he um, re- references as he describes these people and sends his greetings. Um, he talks about hard work, as I've mentioned. He talks about risk that some have taken for him um, uh, in different contexts. Particularly in verse uh, 4, uh, people risking their lives for him. Um, I describe this as Kickstarter support. If you're a benefactor, I think in modern terms, it's, you know, it's crowdfunding or, or um, Kickstarter. and um, uh, get, your, get your ministry going. Um, so there were those who had those means. Um, He talks about mothering. Um, Rufus, chosen the Lord, his mother, who's been a mother to me too. There was that kind of care that he received um, from Rufus' mother. Um, There is hospitality, is mentioned, um, towards the end, uh, over in um, verse 23. um, And administration, the writing of the letter, the taking of um, the letter, those kind of tasks as well. So he's describing this... uh, Uh, This range of things that have gone on. And in in a sense, you could group them alongside uh, fellow workers and fellow sufferers. There were those who worked with him and did things for and and, and alongside him. And there were those who, who simply suffered with him. Who, when he needed help, were there alongside him. Were in the trials with him. Didn't leave him on his own. Now, that description of, uh, of, of what the church was like and, um, and the kinds of things that were going on, it then leads to what comes through in the passage is the overwhelming sense of affection that he has for those he's writing to and sending his greetings to. The affection, the emotion that he has with them. As it comes through, um, he talks about uh, um, Ampliatus as his dear friend uh, in verse 8. Um, he talks about the fidelity Uh, of um, uh, Apollos in verse 10, um, a, a kind of faithfulness. He talks about that kind of mothering. He uses the language of for me and with me. And he describes himself in verse 19 as full of joy over them, just rejoicing in them. There's this extraordinary affection that comes through. He really loves these folk and works with and alongside them. And I think if we kind of try and draw some of this together, what is he saying? You and I will get more emotionally out of the Christian life if we throw ourselves in with others. You and I will get more out spiritually in the Christian life if we throw ourselves in with others. A shared service of the Lord. The way to find family is service of Him together. Sometimes you may find yourself thinking this or feeling this or occasionally perhaps somebody has said it to you. You can, you can find a church and you can, you can find yourself thinking or saying, that church, oh, just, it feels a little bit cold. I'm not, I don't know if I want to get involved in that. So it's a kind of quick route. To, yeah, I don't know, it, it just feels a little bit cold. So I'm not sure I want to get involved in that. But the way Paul kind of frames things here. It's when we say, I'm going to get involved in this, that we find the flow of welcome, the flow of affection comes. It goes that way around. Now, I don't want you to um, mishear me in this. Um, what I'm not saying is that this amounts to just doing more at church. Okay, That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying this just amounts to just doing more at church. I'm talking more about a shared service of the Lord here and thinking through what that might mean. Um, It's not exclusively within the church. Obviously, it it clearly happens within the households of the church here. Um, But a couple of the uh, moments that come speak of of how they served one another looking outward from the church as well. So verse 4, where Priscilla and Aquila, who you can read about in Acts, they risked their lives for Paul. Now, there's a good... A good chance that may well be the the rights that Paul faced um, and and suffered under, and that they, they, they sought to help him. It may have been in a different context that, but they risked their lives in in spheres out kind of looking outward. There is hospitality mentioned uh, in people's uh, household in their homes, um, and so you get a picture of a service together that is both. Um, for the church and as the church is on its mission. The number of... um, uh, I said the number of people mentioned here is 26. It's about the size of a couple of good house groups, uh, a couple of good roots groups or SBS groups. Um, It's uh, it's about the size of, of that number. And what might it look like for you and me to do that together with others in the service of the Lord, to have that same common mind and mission. What would it mean if your, if your small group, I don't know what, which small group you might be involved in, decided that we're going to, let's get together, let's, let's pray, and, and let's pray and ask that the Lord might work through us. What might he do for us if we, if we serve him together? If we invite, uh, if we put on a meal together, Let's eat together and let's see whom we can invite who perhaps don't come along to the church and see if they could just experience our hospitality and welcome. What would it mean if your, your small group got together and, and prayed? Uh, depending on where you meet, perhaps you meet in a particular part of the city. If you're a house group, you might meet in a part of the city. If you got together and prayed, Lord, we would love you to, to use us, to work through us, to do something new here where we are. What might that look like? What might it look like to, to meet uh, and to pray and, to, and, and if you as a small group met, uh, a group of you, and knowing that you, uh, some of you work in a particular sphere, let's pray. What might it look like, Lord, if you were to use those who work there and other of us, others of us will support them in that? Do you see there's a shared service of the Lord, a mission and a mindset that says, Lord, what might you be able to do through us? And it's as we serve together in that, that welcome and affection and relationship flow. It's funny, isn't it, that it comes the other way around. We want affection and welcome and relationship, so we go searching for that, but actually it's in our common service of the Lord that it comes like a, a flowing out of that together. Throw yourself in. The way to find family uh, is service together. Secondly, give yourself up. Now, give yourself up in the right way, okay? because I realise those words can mean a few different things. So give yourself up, not as in hand yourself in um, to a police station. Um, Give yourself up. Um, Less focus on ourselves. Uh, That's what Paul drives at. As he moves through to the second half, um, and having sent these greetings, painted this picture for us of the the church there, um, he then, in the second half, he's still concerned about divisions. And we've talked all through this series about the relationship between Jews and Gentiles, how they related to one another, and the potential for conflict and division. And he's still concerned about that and warns them, So verse 17, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you've learned. Keep away from them, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. He um. uh, he outlines something here, and I'm going to just try and draw this, this paragraph and the, and the one um, at, at the end together and see the contrast that he's making. In this paragraph in particular, he's, he has in mind, you see in the middle there, verse 18, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. They're serving um, themselves, and when people put themselves at the center in church life, um, the church eats itself horribly. When people put themselves at the center, the church eats itself. The phrase that he has there is meant to be that kind of um, visceral uh, they serve their own appetites, they serve their own bellies, they feed on others to gain for themselves. It's not a nice um, picture. Um, uh, this is very retro in me trying to illustrate this. Um, oh, hello. Um, It is very retro, okay? Although apparently retro things are in at the moment, 80s things and so on. So this comes from the return of the Jedi. I realise this is... If this flies over your heads, don't worry. But for those of you who get excited by this, um, this is the uh, famous scene in which um, Han and Luke face what is called the Sarlacc Pit. They're about to be thrown into this horrible pit and the the robot C-3PO explains to them that the death they are going to die... Um, they're going to fall into this pit and be slowly digested over a thousand years. Now, that's not quite what Paul means here, but um, he is talking about this kind of um, visceral feeding yourself um, and wanting uh, to gain through others. And he warns them about it and the divisions that come from that. And when we we put ourselves, when people put themselves at the centre, the church eats itself. It's horrible. But by contrast, when we put Jesus at the centre, when Jesus is the centre of what we're doing, when we give ourselves up in that way, when we think less of ourselves, the church wonderfully grows. Um, the final um, paragraph, uh, he, he begins now to him, in, in in a sense what he's saying is, because it doesn't come until the end, glory, glory to him, who is able to establish you, in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, and in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known. And he's, he's explaining glory to the Father, um, who is able to do this, so that, in the verse 26, all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. When Jesus is at the center, the church grows wonderfully, God is able, the, uh, the word is dynamo, power, God, is, God has the power and ability to establish this multi-ethnic church that brings in people from all nations and causes it to grow. And it's a, it's a wonderful picture of what God is able to do in and through those when Jesus is put at the center of his church. When we think about ourselves less and more about him, when we're united in what he has done for us, as we will remember around the table later, When we unite in that, it gives us all a common Lord to serve and brings us all together under him. Do You see the contrast that he's making? When we put ourselves at the centre, the church eats itself and destroys itself as we seek to to feed ourselves by gaining from others. But when we put the Lord Jesus at the centre, the church wonderfully grows in the power of God as he establishes Christians who put themselves under the Lordship of Christ. It's a, it's a beautiful picture. And it's, it's borne out. If you see, I guess what, what you see is that first half, as you see it in evidence, as he's writing to those people and sending his greetings and his warm affection for them. And I'm sure they would have written back, with, uh, uh, if they could, with you know, similar affection and love. And then he's describing what, what brings the Lord's glory uh, that we've seen in those, that first half um, in the second half there. Let me bring this together. This has been a, 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 the, our series that we've, we've reflected on. Um, and I'm going to give you three, three things just to ponder. Um, perhaps there'll be questions that flow from it for you, perhaps over this week, over the next few weeks. I've suggested, I guess, all, all through this series in different ways, we've seen the way to find family, the way to find church community is service of the Lord together. What does that mean for you? I have really been struck, as I've preached through this, how much it is a multi-ethnic church. And what does that mean for us? Are the the relationships that we have at church only of of an ethnicity like our own? There's a powerful witness in what we've seen over these chapters. What might that mean for you? Uh, The way to find welcome is to get involved you are somebody who is on the fringe and waiting, it is to come forward and say, look, how can I get involved? Might that be you even this morning? And lastly, the way to unity is to give God the glory. What brings you to church? Is it for you or is it for him? It will change the way you view others. I'm going to give us. 30 seconds or so just to reflect on those um, uh, questions, points. Perhaps there may be something you want to kind of ponder further or pray about um, over these coming weeks. And then I'm going to get us to do something just at the end. So let's uh, just have a moment together. May you um, take those and uh, may the, the Lord use them and, and prompt you in these coming days, perhaps uh, in your own thinking about church family here and how you're a part of it. Um, I'm going to suggest that we do something which we um, don't uh, um, always have time to do, but um, uh, if, you're, and if you're not an Anglican, you might um, find this an unusual thing. But one of the things from time to time we do is what's called sharing the peace together. One of the verses that is in the Bible there says, greet one another with a holy kiss um, now we might translate that into our uh, idiom as, as with, you know, with a, a handshake, say hello to somebody nearby in our culture. It may not be your own culture. Um, and there are some words that we'll say. I'm going to get us to stand up together, um, and I'm going to encourage you what you might want to do. If you've never done this, before is just to turn to a few people nearby. You could say, the peace of the Lord be with you. You could say, um, it's great to have you with us, whatever it might be. Um, so I'm going to say these words together. Uh, the peace of the Lord be always with you and also with you. Let's offer one another a sign of peace. This really needs
0: Take a seat as we now come to a time of prayer. Um, I'll end each prayer with in Jesus' name, Amen. And if you want to echo this prayer, please join me in saying Amen. Father, we thank you for your word and for our series, Looking Through.